great sea has set me adrift. It moves me like a reed in a great river. Earth and the great weather move me, have carried me away, and filled my inward parts with joy. From Uvavnuk, the Eskimo woman shaman. Good morning, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the Awanajo Almanac, devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. And this is the Almanac for January 27th to February 3rd, 2017, the first quarter of the snow moon. And some natural events for this quarter moon include a midwinter update, Uh, Now, the National Weather Service considers the winter months to be December, January, and February, thus putting meteorological midwinter around January 15. This year, they report that caribou in the first half of the winter had average temperatures exactly equal to the 30-year average at 15.8 degrees Fahrenheit. Snowfall in caribou was 51.4 inches, which is 16 inches above average. Now, Bangor's average temperature for the first half of the winter was 21.8 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 1.3 degrees colder than average. Bangor's snowfall was 21.3 inches, just three-tenths of an inch below average for the first half of the winter. Now, those of us fortunate enough to be along the coast would probably say that it's been warmer than usual, with precipitation about what we'd expect, but mostly as rain rather than snow because of the warmer temperatures. Now, the almanacs take a a more traditional view. For them, winter begins on December 21st, the winter solstice, when the days are shortest and the nights longest, and it ends on March 21st, the vernal equinox, when day and night are the same length. These are cosmic events that are the same through the ages and independent of changing weather conditions. So this traditional view puts midwinter on February 1st or 2nd. This is a time fraught with significance in both Christianity and the old faith, In Celtic countries, there is Imbalc, which marked the time when the ewe's milk begins to come, being the first stirrings of spring. February 1st is St. Bridget's Day. Bridget was a pagan goddess so powerful that she was sainted by Christian missionaries the moment they arrived in Ireland in an effort to appropriate some of her power. February 2nd is Candlemas Day, or the Feast of the Purification of Mary on the church calendar, marking 40 days after the birth of Christ, and raising the thorny question of how it came to pass that impeccable Mary was actually impure for 40 days. And of course, in America, where we like to do things our own way, February 2nd is also Groundhog Day, where According to the old farmer's almanac, you should still have half your wood and half your hay. So by any measure, we are at midwinter these days, and they may be some relief to us, but those who survived the winter of 2014 and 15 will remember that the first serious snowstorm that winter didn't come until January 27th, and the last came around March 18th. Shovels ready? 
I said, March. Here's a field and forest report. Good pruning weather while the trees are sleeping. Thin the tree out to let air and light through, remembering that the most productive branches are those growing straight outward or slightly upward. And here's a rank opinion. It's with sadness we mark the death of David Moses Bridges, a warrior for the earth, the air, and the waters. Today we call such a man an environmental activist. But really, David was defending the ancient traditions of his Passamquoddy ancestors, whereby the works of the Creator are seen as sacred and worth far more than any amount of gold. David was a craftsman of superb and artful native handwork, baskets, birch bark canoes, containers, and wigwams. He was an orator with few equals, especially when it came to defending the land and waters. He was an outdoorsman. He was a father and a friend. He was full of life and passion and spirit and example to all. It's hard to escape the thought that David died too young, while too many men who look at the glorious creation and see only money have lived too long. That we do not understand. But what we do understand is that his fierce passion for the earth calls us to carry it forward with an added measure of his fervent spirit for whatever time on earth we are given. And finally, here's a seed pod to carry around with you from the pre-Columbian poet Nezahuacoatl, 1402-1472. Could it be true we live on earth, on earth forever, just one brief instant here? Even the finest stones begin to split. Even gold is tarnished. Even precious feathers shrivel like a cough. Just one brief instant here. the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself.